so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be with you all once again. Ready to share the word of God. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. This is like the best time of my week when I have to prepare this someone and share with you. It's so fulfilling and I'm so happy to always be here. Well, this is the well of hope once again, the well that never ever runs dry. Yeah? And this is the place where we meet with God, we share into the we share in the word of God and delve deeper and understand the God that we serve, the God that we live for. Okay? So, once again, thank you for coming and you're welcome. Today we are going to share about something so interesting, something so eye-opening and insightful. It's about the power of thanksgiving. I know, thanksgiving, yeah? Thanksgiving is something that opens doors, something that is so exciting to preach about, something that is good to live with in your life. So get ready for the word of God. Hold your Bibles, call your friends, share this preaching, and let's get started. Well, we are going to share into the word of God before we move on. Humble yourselves, please. You're listening to The Well of Hope, the show that gets you deep into the spirit and strengthens your Christian faith. Catch us every Sunday exclusively on Coolbar Podcasts, available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Well of Hope, it never dries. Almighty Lord Jesus, I thank you so, so, so much for this time. We thank you so much for bringing us together once again in your unifying power of the gospel you've brought us here to share, to feed on you, Lord Father. And who are we, Lord, that you've chosen us among each and every person in this world to be here to share your word? We are lucky, we are blessed, and we serve a mighty God. Almighty Lord, as we come here to share your word, please sort each and every issues we have in our personal lives. Because you say that as we build your house, you're going to build our houses, Almighty Lord. Almighty Lord, we come here to build our spiritual life. We come to feed from you. And may you be in our midst. Help us understand your word. Help us know the heart from which it's coming, Almighty Lord. I put myself into your hands, the preacher, that you may guide me as I share your word. May you teach me as I share, Lord Father. And may I also be a benefactor of this preaching, Almighty Lord. We thank you, we worship you, and we glorify you. Amen. Woo! Can you give a clap to God? So amazing. Okay, so the power of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. What do you understand thanksgiving as? Yeah? Thanksgiving is so powerful that we, it often goes unnoticed. It often goes unrecognized and not even appreciated at all. Yes? Thank, thanking is something we've learned from childhood. When I was young, uh, in, I remember in my kindergarten, we had something called magic words. Or let me say the golden words. So in these golden words, they would always teach us the different things that you have to speak. Sorry, thank you, please. And up to now, I try to instill these words in the little children I meet. Let me say, if I give them a sweet, I'd always tell them, what do you say? And I'm sure many of you do that, yeah? And then, because you want them to learn how to use these particular words, 
yeah and it's a these words are the basics in any relationship and we must utter these words in the time of their need for example if you step on someone there and then you have to automatically say sorry it's not something that happens later on in the evening if you step on someone in the morning yes and when you're saying please you say it there and then because it's needed so it's the same thing for thanksgiving once someone does something for you once you think of the great things this person has done for you the first thing you must say is thank you okay so thank thanksgiving is something that has entered so much into our culture that we practice it each and every day some some churches for example there's a church that i love to attend and they have this miracle offering it's more of thanking god loving him through your money showing him that god you bless me this whole year and this is what i'm going to give you and then some churches other churches have thanksgiving day it might be once a month or twice every quarter or once every quarter of their whatever it is but there is that special service dedicated for thanksgiving and in america there is this whole day that is a public holiday where families meet and they celebrate thanksgiving day okay and basically they are trying to tell god thank you father thank you for this much that you have done in our lives yes we do not take anything for granted but all we can say is thank you thank you and thank you so that is what we want to learn today what is this whole thanksgiving thing what does thanksgiving mean and this is not something that has just started it's not something that we are just learning to live it's it has lived on for years and years and years thanksgiving stems from the old testament and the first mention of thanksgiving is in leviticus chapter 7 from verse 11 to 15 Leviticus chapter 7 from verse 11 to 15. But before we even go further, I want you to get a notebook. I want you to get a notebook. I know we are no longer meeting in churches as often as we used to. We are now having online by online churches and all that. But let's not be lazy to listen to this podcast in our beds and let's give special attention to God. Yes, you might be in your bed. I cannot dictate how you listen to God because This is not a religion, but well, put some effort in it and get yourself a notebook and a pen and your Bible right now if you don't have it and let's get writing because as many scholars have come up to tell us that one thing that you will never forget is that thing that you write down. So, please write these things that I'm telling you down and one day you never know when you will need them because you always have to revise these things. so that you get to understand them and they dwell and sit well with you in your mind. Okay, so Leviticus chapter 7 from verse 11 to 15. We see that these peace offerings that Christians used to give to that the Israelites used to give to God were not mandatory. It was a voluntary act. Yes, it was not described like God did not say bring this calf, bring a young a young goat what is it called? Akidia well he did not specifically say what things to bring he just said whatever you bring just accompany it with cakes and bread so Leviticus is showing us that there is something called the peace offering the thanksgiving offering and something special about this sacrifice of thanksgiving is that it was shared among first of all among God yeah God had to feed of it then the priests and all the worshipers that were present 
So it was brought, like the, after the sacrifice, the remaining portions were brought and prepared. So they had a feast as family and friends, and they made sure that all the meat that, was sacri- that remained had to be eaten. And all that wasn't finished, they had to destroy it by burning. So while the Old Testament of animal sacrifice is no longer obsolete in the Christian faith, due to the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean that we no longer have to give thanksgiving. Yes? It means that thanksgiving, yes, is done, but now in a special way, in a different kind of way, in that you can no longer have an excuse of saying that, well, I'm now a New Testament Christian and all those things are old and the new has come, I'm not supposed to give thanks. No, because God specifically tells us that we have to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You have to be thankful unto him and bless his name. That's in Psalms 100 and verse 4. So the Bible still keeps talking about thanksgiving. 76 times it talks about giving thanks. So this is a culture that we have to instill in ourselves. It's not something of the Old Testament. It's something that we as Christians have to live with. Okay? But then one thing we need to know is that giving thanks should come from a grateful heart because the Bible will tell, is telling us that God is good and all good things come from God. That's why we ought to thank him. So never ever have a, uh, never ever be thankful without a thankful heart because the fact that you know that God that you're serving is good should be a reason for you to always thank him because he's always working in the midst of each and everything to make things happen for us. So now that we know that Thanksgiving is a part of our lives. We know what Thanksgiving is, where it, it has come from. We need to know that it follows a good heart and good heart acts. So whenever, like I've said, it has to come in as soon as it's an act is done. It's not something that you should postpone or you should, you should say one day I would thank God. Yeah, be thankful. For example, uh, let, let's let's look at Luke chapter seventeen. From verse 11 to 19. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. Like I already say, if you're there before me, can I hear an amen? Can I hear someone tell me, hey, Tracy, hurry, hurry, hurry. We are ready, we are ready. All right, all right, anyway. So, in Luke chapter 17, from verse 11, 11 says that, Please let's read together. It says, as Jesus continued toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, their leprosy disappeared. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God, I'm healed. He fell face down on the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Does only this foreigner return to give God glory to God? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. So, 
one thing we need to know that for any story that we read in the Bible is that if something special did not happen with this story, it would never be in the Bible in the first place. So the special thing in this story is that if this leper did not come to give thanks to God, then we would not be reading about him in the Bible right now. So the most cutting thing is that the writer is trying to show us that power of thanksgiving. Yes? So when we read from from chapter 7, from verse 1 it says, from verse 11, sorry, it says, as Jesus continued toward Jerusalem. So this is showing us emotion. For those who did literature, you try and put images, plus images in words. So now imagine Jesus is moving. He's moving toward the border between Galilee and Samaria. Then he's entering a village. So he's in motion. He's on his way. These lepers come and meet him. They, then he tells them to go show themselves to the priest. And as they are moving, they are healed. But then this one man, one of the lepers, comes back running. Yes? So let's read it. It says, in, in verse 15, it's saying, One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God, I'm healed. He fell face down on the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. So here we are saying that Jesus is moving, but then this man still leaves him, goes, but still comes back and, and finds him. So what I'm trying to say is that Jesus is standing, waiting for this man to come back and give thanks to him. He's not moving. We are, they're not telling us that, okay, now this man found him. He had reached Galilee or he had reached Samaria or wherever. But they're telling us that this man was moving away from Jesus Christ. He went and then on his way, he was healed. Then he ran back to give thanks. Like I said, thanksgiving should be act, like an actual act immediately. You're happy? You give thanks. You do not, it's not something that you have to wait for. Yes? So the Bible, we see that Jesus is telling the disciples in, in Matthew, tells them that these kind of things move by prayer and fasting. Yes? But then I'm here to tell you today that there are certain things that will move by prayer and fasting. And then there are other certain things that are going to move with thanksgiving. In that where you do not give thanks, it's not automatic that these things are going to happen for you. Okay? So, there is always something to be happy about in your life. It could be your finances. Maybe for the first time in your life you're doing well financially. Or you, you cashed a, a check last week. Or you got, even though it's 20000 you got it, you did not have it, yes? It could be your health. Some of you have never fallen sick for years. Uh, on Fridays in a meeting, and then uh, my boss was like, I don't know the last time I had malaria. It's like 20 years ago. I mean, I was overwhelmed. I was like, okay, there is someone today who is saying I have malaria, but this boss of mine is saying that 20 years he has not suffered. That is something to be thankful for. It can be whatever it is. Just look around your life and think of what it is that you could be thankful for. In Psalms 34, David is saying that he will exalt the Lord at all all times yes and among that that in that verse is still saying that test and see that the lord is good and he goes on to say that the righteous shall never be forsaken so he's trying to show that there are enormous ways to thank god there are different things to thank god for yes so once you've tested you've tried you know right now you know that god is good and god is a good god that he will never lie yes i know uh some of you think that you have nothing to thank for, yes? 
times have been hard. I'm not I'm not trying to say everything is perfect, but times have been hard. You know that. You know that in your life things may not be moving well. Yes? But we must also know that the thankful will always believe that it's not how we we see things, it's not what we have or what we have not in our lives, but what we see as the source of what we have or don't have is what is the real issue. So what are you looking at? Are you looking at the possessions you have in your life or you've decided to turn to God and look on to God? Yes? Because God doesn't always provide us with all the abundance that we want. But Psalms 37 verse 25 says that I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. Okay? So just think about that. The righteous are never, ever forsaken. Yes, things might be hard, things might be tough, but God is never forsaking you. God will never, ever forsake you, okay? He is always there. He will always be there. And the best way to express your faith, even though things are not going well, things are not perfect, yes? But the best way to express yourself is through, th- your faith is through thanksgiving, so you're thanking for something that you haven't received yet, okay? Yes, you're saying, God, I know that you're doing. I know that you are working. You're in my corner. And what is happening in the spiritual world is something perfect. You're making something work for me. And for that, I am ready and I am thankful. Yeah? So... When you, you've seen people giving testimonies in church, who comes out there on that pulpit and says, oh, I'm thankful that I had these things and they've gone. No one. No one is going to say I'm thankful for what I've lost. People are going to be thankful for what they have left. I was sick. And the fact is that, yes, when you're sick, you're in hospital, you're spending money and all that, family is not on your side and what. But then people are going to come and say, I am thankful that I am now well. So they are looking at what they have left. So don't tie your gratitude on what God has done or, I mean, sorry, don't tie your gratitude on what you don't have or what God is doing in your life, yes? But tie it on what God is. Who is your God? Who are you serving? Today, I want you to make a commitment and say, God, I refuse to tie my gratitude to what you can or can't, or what you have done. But I am tying it on who you are, who you are, my God. Because if you even look at Job, Job did not even see what is going on in his circumstances, what he's having, because if he looked at what he had, he had nothing, he was on zero. He wouldn't have thanked God. But look at who God is. Job is trying to remember the things that God has taken him through, the, the life he had, and who God is, and where he's going to go. And for those reasons, he had to give thank to, thanks to God, yes? And we need to know that there are people who have nothing, but they are still happy. Look at street children. Look at the poorest people in your community. These people have nothing, but they are happy. They afford a smile. And then you look at other guys in mansions, and they have everything that you dream of, but they are not happy. They are not giving thanks to God. But then for you, you're, you're grateful. You have your little, but you're saying, God, this is it. And you are bringing more. 
and there is more that is going to come my way. I might not see now, but I know you're going to give it to me. Yes? Uh, there's a time I was in the village, and we were given food. Yes? And then, as we were there, we see that the food wasn't enough. It wasn't a lot. Honestly, I cannot say that they had served too much that we would eat and get too full or that everyone would not want anymore. It was little, just some little matoke, some little rice here and there, something that you could, you could really eat and, okay, and be okay, I would say. It wasn't fancy, no chicken, no goat's meat, nah, eh, you know. But then, as, as we were there, yes, the, the host started praying. And he made a gratitude prayer. His prayer swelled with so much gratitude that I was tempted to open my eyes and pick and see, mm, is there something that I missed on the table that is not there? And the truth of the matter is that I hadn't missed anything. What I saw in the beginning is exactly what was there. Yes? And it was not what was on the table that really produced the gratitude in this man, but because his Christian gratitude was his way of life. He prayed and he thanked God with all his heart. You could think he's just going to have a feast, yes? But then on the other hand, I've also been invited to very prestigious homes where the, you would eat and you look at all this food and you say, are we having a party? What is happening here? Yes? But it's just some lunch on something simple. And then the best sign of a prayer or the best signal you would get to eat is the host getting their fork and eating. Or at the very best, he would say, let's dig in. With no prayer, no gratitude. Or if they did it, something like, oh God, we thank you for provision and then they eat. But then you, we've all had this saying that gratitude is an attitude. And gratitude and that means that gratitude has absolutely nothing to do with what you have, but it must be a lifestyle. It's your attitude. How do you take life? Are you grateful for things or you see things as normal and obvious? So we need to live in a constant attitude of God's abundance. Yes? We need to live with it like it's a usual way of life. Like the writer of Hebrews in 12, in chapter 12, verse 28 where it says that since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. So the fact that we know that God we are and these things that are attached to our faith, we have to be thankful to God with reverent fear. We have to be ready to express our gratitude in whatever way that we can. A good example for this is Daniel. Yes? Open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 6. And has to go specific verses that I'm going to show you. Again, if you're there before me, please shout Amen. And God will hear you. Well, chapter 6 says, we, let, let's go to verse 7. It says, We administrators, prefects, princes, advisors, and other officials have anonymously agreed that your majesty should make a law that will be strictly enforced. 
give orders that on the 30 that in the next 30 days anyone who prays to anyone divine or human expect to your majesty will be thrown to the lions straight we run to verse 10 it says but when daniel learned that the law had been signed he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. Skip to verse 13, it says, Then they told the king that the man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is is paying no attention to your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. So, here we see that these priests and Prefects and what come to the king and tell him in the next 30 days, anyone who prays to anyone else apart from you is going to be what is going to be thrown to the lions. So, this is a law that even has a sanction, it has a repercussion. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. And it was published, it was written, everyone knew what was happening. But then, Daniel, the scripture in verse 10, I want you to mark this particular words. They're saying he knelt down as usual, as usual, meaning this had become a habit. This is something that he has always been done. It's coming natural, naturally to him. And then it says, just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. So whenever Daniel prayed, whenever he knelt down three times a day, he was giving thanks to God. And he even did this on the day that the law was passed, knowing the repercussions, knowing what it would cause him, he still said, no, I'm going to give thanks. I hope we are noticing the attitude of gratitude. Yes? It didn't matter. It's not like Daniel is looking for something from God. It's not like he wants a particular thing, but that became his habit. In that he's not looking at what he has, what is happening, what will happen to him, but he's looking at the God that he serves. And then even these prefects came and told the king, he still prays. He still, meaning it's something he has been doing. So he is still praying to his God three times a day. That is a habit. That is something that we need to cultivate. This is, it's not a one-off thing that, okay, today we'll give thanks. I'm going to wait for Thanksgiving Day. I'm going to wait for my miracle offering to give thanks. No, it should be a habit, something that, because God is always working in our lives. You can't tell me that he's going to work once a year, that that is the day you're going to give thanks to God. No, he's working. He's constantly working in your life, doing something new. So you must constantly thank him, constantly be in God's presence, be in ready to jump at the opportunity to thank God. And it's appropriate and advantageous for us to express our thankfulness in such a way that it spills over to others. Yeah? Maybe the kindness and generosity of God should be an, like it should prompt you to get as much excited that you express it to others the same way and the same amount, the same quantity, that kindness and generosity that God has shown you, you must be able to give it to other people. You must be able to it's because a true act of thankfulness sends out gentle ripples of joy to this person that you're giving it to and gratitude that it will continue to expand, bringing the glory of God and blessings to others. And these other people are also going to give to others. Yes. Because gratitude will always keep our hearts focused on God. And that is something that we should never forget. Once you have too much gratitude, once you're always 
having an attitude of gratitude, you're going to focus on God as the source of each and everything that you have. As the source, the only true God, the only person and the only provider of everything that you have in your life. You can look through your life and say, God, everything that I have is you. And once you have that thing in your mind, once you know that, you will always thank God. You're always going to be thankful. And these things will become natural for you. Instead of you always complaining. Because, you know, that is our nature. We as humans will always complain. Our flesh will disappoint us very many times. Just like the Israelites. Yes? But the kingdom of God knows that what we have isn't enough. And it expects us to always be thankful, like I said. So that he can always bring an opportunity for more in your life. So, do not complain. Do not be like those people who always want something bad to happen or wait for something bad that you forget to even look at the good things that are happening in your life. Yes? And us read from Jeremiah. From Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19. And us to read together. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 19. Well, you know what to do when you get there before me. Oh, amen. I've got it too. So it says, there will be joy and songs of thanksgiving. And I will multiply my people and make them a great and honored nation. Okay, so once you have joy and thanksgiving and you're, you're happy, God is going to multiply you and make you into a greater nation, okay? So I know you might always have a reason to be sad, you're tired of your job, you feel like, oh my God, I have to wake up at five or six every day and do this thing for my boss that is not even benefiting me in any way. I wish I had my own company, my own business, whatever it is, but I want you to look, look at it the other way, Yes? How how can you be thankful in that way? Look at your job and be like, God, I have this job. There are very many people out there who would jump at the opportunity of having this job in case I left tomorrow. But I am here and you have chosen me of all those people. You have put me in this place. And you because you're just ready to show yourself, to show how mighty you are, you have loved me that much that you've given it to me. I know it might not be the best out there, but it's something that you've set apart from me. It's something that you've wanted for me. And you're going to increase me because you say you bless the works of my hands. And it's because I have this job, because I have this thing that makes me wake up every morning that you're going to bless me. Because you do not add from nothing. You add from something. So you are making me new. You're giving me this opportunity to show myself, to show what I can do, and to get better and better opportunities. Imagine how would God feel after that prayer. Every day, wake up and thank God, oh God, I'm so happy that I have this thing to do. Because you know it could get worse. You could be jobless, I mean you could be hope, or maybe you could be with a bad boss, probably doing something better, yes, as you would want to, but with someone bad. So, we just have to Look at it the other way. Look at the other side of the coin. It could get better. 
Because whenever you complain, there are bad things that could happen in your life. Yes? We look at First Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 9 to 11. And then also Numbers chapter 14 from verse 1 to 3. And also you go to verse 12. They are telling us that God will strike them with plague. Yeah? He's talking, in Numbers, he's talking about the Israelites. He says, because they've been complaining, he wanted to strike them with plague. And then Moses is pleading for them, telling him, please do not do that because they will laugh at them. They will say, these people are sent out in the desert. Now you're here destroying them. But then God says, okay, I will not destroy them. But then they will not see the promised land. So imagine your complaining is making you lose out on the promises that God made to their forefathers, that God said he was going to come through for them, but they are missing out on them. And why is that? just because they are complaining. So imagine the things God has in store for you, but then because of your complaining attitude, you're not going to get these things. So learn how to be thankful. Learn how to be there even in the hard times. And thank God, yes? And yes, you're in hard times, but that is the more reason to praise God. That's the more reason to shout. You are saying it's hard times. Yes, I understand that, Lord. But I trust that it costs you nothing to change something. With just a snap of your hand, you can make everything better. We must always learn to thank God at all times, and not only when it's favorable, and not, when, not only when things are going right and perfect for us. No, but all the time. So the next time you get a phone call, or in case you get a phone call of some bad news, God forbid, maybe someone you love is in hospital or whatever it is, or a job, whatever it is. I cannot even say what it could be, but anything, God forbid, that would happen to you. God, that is the time for you to, to show God, to show your faithfulness to God and be like, God, I know things are not working well, but I thank you. I thank you, my loved one is in hospital. I thank you because this is a time you're going to show yourself. This is a time that you're going to show me you're in my corner. This is a time you're going to prove people wrong. This is it, Lord. I thank you. And I know you are working. I know you are going to make things better. And trust me, God is going to be happy to work for you. He's going to come through for you. So we need to know why it's important to give thanks. Write this down. Why give thanks to God? As we conclude, yes? We give thanks to God because it's godly and spiritual to give thanks to God. It's a good thing. It's what God requires of us. That's in Psalms chapter 92 from verse 1 to 3. Then the second reason we give thanks to God is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. It says, because it's the will of God that we should give thanks to God. Yes? Let, let's read it. 1 Thessalonians. <laughs> Yes, First Thessalonians chapter chapter five, verse eighteen. It says, "In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you." But then we need to know that the will of God is that is not the situation that is happening in your life, but the fact that you're giving thanks because God. God's will for us is to always give thanks, yes? So, let your situation not affect the fact that you should give thanks to God. Always give thanks to God. And then, thanksgiving is a secret to a lot of things, to addition, to increment, to multiplication, to whatever it is, but it always increases. You will look at John chapter 6 where God is giving thanks. He, 
he's with a crowd and there is not enough food to feed them. Then he asks his disciple, what should we do? And the Bible says he's testing his disciple because he knew what he could do. And then they got the bread and God knew what to do. He gave thanks. The Bible says he tested his disciple because he knew God, Jesus knew what to do. So when he lifts the basket of bread and fish, he gives thanks and there is multiplication. He's able to feed the congregation and they even remain with, with, it was 12 baskets. Yes, they remain with more 12 baskets for them to, to like as leftovers because people had eaten and gotten filled. So thanksgiving adds multiplication to our lives and we have to be like Christ like Christ so we have to do the things that Christ did so give thanks when you have 1000 shillings but you need 10000 give thanks for this 1000 and you will see that that 10000 is going to be multiplied yeah the 1000 is going to be multiplied for you to get that 10000 yes and then we give thanks because it's a command it's what God wants us to do it's what God needs us to do he tells us that let everything that has breath praise the lord as per Psalms chapter 150, verse 6. Yes, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We give thanks because it invokes God's presence in our lives. Psalms 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. You only get to the courts of God with praise. The thanksgiving is bringing you into the gate. So it's, once you have his presence, you will only have it with thanksgiving and praise. So always cultivate that in your life. There are very many reasons that you would you would give that would help you whenever you give thanks to God, yes? But then the most important reason for today, for today's preaching is, I know we have learned why, what thanksgiving is, why to give thanks and who to give thanks to, why and all that, the history and everything. But then... I want us to know how to give thanks because we might be struggling with these things. Yes, I know giving thanks is good, but how do I give thanks, Tracy? You're telling us we cannot do sacrifices, but then what? What can I do? Well, number one, write down the ways to give thanks to God. Number one, through our testimony. Psalms chapter 22, verse 22. Yes? And whenever you give your testimonies, whenever you're you come up to the pulpit, just think about yourself. You've seen people give testimonies in church. Doesn't that make you appreciate the God you serve? Don't you sit back and you're like, wow, my God is powerful. He healed that person's cancer. He can give me the money that I want. He healed that person's foot. He can give me the child that I want. He can give me the husband I want. Because you're seeing him working in other people. That cultivates your faith and and helps other people. And we know that the Bible says we are overcome by the power of our testimony. The devil will always use that chance to back you down, to shut you up, to make sure I do not go to the pulpit. And my people, if you have a good testimony and you're going to praise God and it's going to move someone, the devil will always shut you down. Ask around, or even it has happened to you. I know it has happened to me very many times. Like, I think I'll give it next Sunday. Oh, I think not yet. Or maybe, I'm not even sure it happened. You know, that is all the devil. So whenever God does something for you, 
give thanks a thousand times. Tell people about it. Let people know that the God you serve is a good God. Yes? Declare it among the people that you know. Psalms 96 verse 3 says, Declare among your brethren because it will encourage them. Yes? How will people know that your God is faithful if they're not even seeing him working in your life? You're saying you're a pastor, you're a preacher, you're a soul member, but they don't hear anything. So let's give thanks to God. The second thing, through your giving, your thanksgiving, like I told you, we have that mish miracle offering that is one way to show god that well i'm so thankful for you i'm so thankful to you for all the things that you're doing for me yes this is in psalms chapter 116 verse 17 and you look at amos chapter 4 verse 5 they're telling us that give thanks through your seed because your seed your money goes a long way to breaking financial bonds to breaking spiritual curse, things that are stopping you from reaching where you want to go. Use your money to go there because you can't go there physically. Let your money work for you because the love of money is evil. Yes? And God wants to reach you. He's not saying you should be poor, but he's saying he wants to reach you. He wants to, if, because even the Bible says that where your treasures are is where your heart is. Your treasures are money. We all know that the things that we possess, yeah? So if you place those things with God, then he's going to come and fit into your life and do the things for you that you would really want to be done that couldn't be done with fasting and praying and running around and doing all these things you've been doing as a Christian, but it can only be done through thanksgiving, through showing this act of thanksgiving to God, yes? Continually seeking him is another way that you can show thanks to God, always wanting to be with him, wanting to be in his praises. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, yes? So whenever you, you're with God, whenever you're wanting him, you, you, that's a way of showing thanks, yes? God, I thank you for everything you're doing in my life, and I want to know you more. I seek to want you. I seek to you, to know you more. Another way of thanking God is through singing his praises, yes? Do not just say the words, but sing his praises. We look at Psalms. Psalms is full of songs of David of thanks, Yes? David is thanking God. He's dancing himself naked just because he's thanking God. So these are some of the ways. And whichever way your heart leads you, if your heart is telling you to scream, if your heart is telling you, give this person money to show me thanks, whatever it is, just listen to the Spirit of God because he's with us. He's living with us in and in us. He's showing us what to do. So once you have that grateful heart, my people, there is one important thing I want you to know. Today, if there is anything else you should take today, give thanks with a true heart. With a true heart. Yes? Because the Bible says he's looking for those people that seek him in truth and in spirit. So, if you're saying these things lip service, you're just just for the sake of thanking, because Tracy said that God will multiply me, let me just say thank you. No! Use your heart. Say it from your heart. And these things are going to come naturally. If you look at all the things you have, and you know that it's God who has given them to you, your family, your car, your shoe, like to the bottom, like the very least, your breath, your fingers. You look at them, people are telling, oh, you have nice fingers, you have nice eyes, you have nice lips. You, these are things you did not even work for, but you have them, yes? Siblings, you did not earn them. God gave them to you. So look at all those things and realize that God, you are the giver of everything. I might be the poorest, I might be the saddest, but there were times when I was happy, and you made that happen. 
God, you can change the situation just by the click of the finger. You can make things better. And life is going to change for you. So, my brethren, just to have a small recap, we've learned what, what is Thanksgiving, the history of Thanksgiving, why we should give thanks, how we should give thanks. And let's practice these things. Let's leave them because God really wants us to be people after his heart, people that love him. Yes? And there are different things that God wants to give you, but your, let me say, unthankful heart is the one that is stopping you. But approach everything with thanks, however bad, however good, whatever it is, give thanks to God because that is the will of God in your life. Yes? Just like this leper came back healed and God said, your faith has healed you completely. You're completely healed. Yes? So, God is giving you things, but when you come and give thanks, you're getting completely healed. You're, you're reaching dimensions that you never even thought you're ever going to reach in your life. Things that you don't even know are happening are going to happen in your life because you're giving thanks to God. So let's give thanks. I can never stop saying this. I will always say, give thanks to God. Love him. Practice it in your life. If there is a way you can do it, uh, there are people who have thankful journals. They, say, they call them gratitude journals. Write down the good things God is doing in your life every day. Write like five things every day. And if you look for them, you will find them. You realize that these things actually exist. Probably I'm the one who is not seeing them, who is not noticing them, but there are many things to be thankful for. So my brethren, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the Well of Hope. Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your presence. We appreciate the shares, the feedback. We appreciate everything. So please go on and share this with everyone that you know. Remember to be thankful not only to God, but also to your people, whoever is being kind to you. Be thankful to them, and they will always want to do more for you. So I love you all. Stay tuned to the well of hope because it never runs dry. If you're ever thirsty, if you ever need God, if you ever need to talk to me, reach out to us. We shall be there for you. We love you so much. And may God keep you. But before we go, let's pray. Almighty Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for each and every one you've brought here. I thank you so much for the life that you've put in their lungs, for the breath that you've given them. I thank you so much for helping them go through with me towards to till the end of this uh, of this preaching almighty lord and i thank you for keeping their hearts patient and longing for you almighty lord we can never take anything for granted we never take our lives for granted our friends our families and we continue thanking you for the list even the things that may go unnoticed we thank you so much for them please cultivate in us the heart of thanking you lord father that gratitude in us lord father unlock it almighty lord show us that we can do more with our thanksgiving and you can do a lot with it almighty lord we thank you we worship you and if you're here and you need god you need to be thankful to god probably you've backslid probably you've lost your path along the way let's 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 pray this prayer almighty lord jesus i thank you so much for my life, I thank you for who I am today and for who I will always be and for who I will be tomorrow. Almighty Lord, I've realized that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord Father, we, for that fact, for those facts, Almighty Lord, I want to 
accept you into my heart. I accept you in my heart today. I give you the throne of my heart. May you sit in it, Almighty Lord. I accept you as the Lord and Savior of my life, dear Jesus. Come and sit in my life. Forgive me of my past sins. Rub them from the book of death. And put my name in the book of life. I thank you. I worship you. And I'm ready to serve you. I'm ready to cultivate a attitude of thanksgiving. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you. This was too long, but thank you so much. We really, really love you and appreciate you. May God continue keeping you and being with you and bless you. May his face shine upon you. May his ears be close to your prayers. And may you never lack. And may you, all the blessed people on earth call you blessed. Amen. Bye.